0: You could honestly care less where we go what we do with our lives but like if our heart isn't in the right place he doesn't want to say her at all Welcome to the Tea Time Podcast. Our goal is to speak life into your life through any circumstance. I am your host, Elizabeth Nelson, and every other week, I usually bring a new guest to talk about their stories and how God uses their stories in their life and in their circumstance to grow them and what they've learned from their stories to help mentor and encourage you people. But today, I'm doing something a little different, shaking it up a little bit. I am starting what I think I'm going to call, I think this is what we're going to call it. We are going to call them our steep Sessions. We're going to look at a passage of the Bible that is particularly spoken to me in a certain circumstance and um, to hopefully help you through your circumstance. And so, how I relate it to steeping is that when you place a tea bag into a boiling hot mug of water, you know, that tea bag, it's not going to be comfortable. It's in a boiling hot mug of water, but even though it is uncomfortable and probably goes through a little bit of pain, the hot water um, enables and produces the tea bag to produce a cup of tea and is something for other people to enjoy and for you to enjoy yourself, actually. So that's how we're going to call it our steeping sessions, more of like a one-on-one mentoring session. So today we are going to talk about Hannah and Samuel. So talking about 1 Samuel 1 and going in a little bit of chapter 2 as well. But um, this story comes from a time in my life when I felt so disappointed that I thought God had given me what I wanted, but then he took it away. I got Very disappointed. The book by Lisa Turkhurst is not supposed to be this way really helped a lot too. Um, But I wanted to get into why I was feeling jealousy because I saw other people having what I wanted and what I felt like was time for me to have. But I saw other people enjoying it and it being their time to have that thing. And even though I didn't have it, I was being jealous because I was seeing them, you know, happy and enjoying life and everything. And, you know, I should be able to be happy and enjoy life, too. And so I talked to my mentor and was like, hey, is there somebody in the Bible that I could learn from, that I could study, who went through jealousy and comparison? And she said, you should read about Hannah in First Samuel. What I did going into the whole month of December during s- December break um, after fall semester, I studied Hannah for about two three weeks straight that's all I did. I would just read the first two, maybe three chapters over and over, seeing how I could look at it, understand different things every time I read it and so this is these are a few things that I found uh, but the main The main conclusion we get to is that no matter what life brings our way, what we think we want, God always knows what's best. And because uh, we have to wait and not always get what we want when we want it, there's always a reason, and God's reason is way better than what we think we want. So we are going to read from the Bible. So if you were at a place to open up a Bible, then please do so. Feel free. But if you are driving, please Do not open up your Bible while you're driving. That is very dangerous. And so, disclaimer out there, please keep your eyes on the road at all times. Uh, But I'm reading from the Homer Homer Christian Standard Bible. I wanted to read uh, the first chapter of Samuel. Not the whole thing, because I wanted you to just kind of get an overview. Um, We're going to start in verses 1 and end at 18. So, starting in verse 1 through 18, chapter 1 of Samuel, Says there was a man from Zoeam. not sure how to say that, in the country of Ephraim. His name was Elkanah, son of Jeroham, son of Elihu, son of Tohu, son of Zuf, and, Eph- and Ephraimite. Please do. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, we struggle in real time with these names. Okay, so. Verse two. <laughs> he has 2, he had two wives, the first named Hannah, the second Peninnah. Peninnah had children, but Hannah was childless. This man would go up from his town every year to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh, where Eli's two sons, Hephani and Phinehas, were the Lord's priests. Whenever Elkanah offered a sacrifice, he always gave portions of the meat to his wife Peninnah, and to each of her sons and daughters, but he gave a double portion to Hannah, for he loved her even though the Lord kept her from conceiving. Her rival would taunt her severely just to provoke her because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving. Whenever she went up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way every year. Hannah wept and would not eat. Hannah, why are you crying? Her husband Elkanah asked. Why won't you eat? Why are you troubled? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Hannah got up. "'After they ate and drank at Shiloh, Eli the priest was sitting on a chair by the doorpost "'of the Lord's tabernacle. "'Deeply hurt, Hannah prayed to the Lord and wept with many tears. "'Making a vow, she pleaded, Lord of hosts, if you will take notice of your servant's "'affliction, remember and not forget me, and give your servant the son. "'I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and his hair will never be cut.' While she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her lips. Hannah was praying silently, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk and scolded her. How long are you going to be drunk and get rid of your wine? No, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman with a broken heart. I haven't had any wine or beer. I have been pouring out my heart before the Lord. Don't think of me as a wicked woman. I've been praying from the depth of my anguish and resentment. Eli responded, go in peace, and may the God of Israel grant the petition you've requested from him. May your servant find favor with you, she replied. Then Hannah w- went her way. She ate and no longer looked despondent. Despondent means in low spirits from loss of hope or courage. So disheartened and discouraged. Despondent means the same thing. Uh, the first thing I want you to take notice of are what the representation of the characters meant to me um, when I read this through my season of jealousy was that um, Hannah re- represented me in disappointment. So you could look at Hannah representing you in your disappointment. um, Penina, um to me, represented the enemy or co- or the constant reminder of what I didn't have. And so... I saw that in verse 6, verse 6 of chapter 1, when it says her rival would taunt her severely just to provoke her because the Lord had kept Hannah from conceiving. Whenever she would go up to the Lord's house, her rival taunted her in this way every year. And so I saw that as seeing um, either as the enemy constantly reminding you of what you don't have and seeing other people have it but also just the constant reminder even if it's not the enemy reminding you but it's just you and your sin nature just looking at other people and what they have and realizing wow i've always wanted that but i don't have that and then you can really start to fall into that despair and so that's what panina represented to me and then elkanah their husband reminded me of god um kind of like the god figure in this story In verse 8, it says, Hannah, why are you crying? Her husband Elkanah asks, why won't you eat? Why are you troubled? Am I not better to you than ten sons? When I read that going through my season of jealousy, seeing other people in relationships that were perfect and beautiful and that I'd always wanted but didn't have um seeing people in these perfect jobs or perfect friendships and always going out and hanging out with their friends or having more money, being able to pay for school, not having car payments, anything like that. That really hit me in the gut. Like God saying, Aren't I better to you than ten sons? That could also um be related to us like, Aren't I better to you than a boyfriend? Aren't I better to you than a girlfriend? Are I better than you than a spouse? Are I better than you than money, then tuition, then a car, anything like that. Really putting it in that perspective kind of threw me off a little bit because I was like, wow, my priorities are not in the right place. And that would be the first line of jealousy, that my priorities are not in line uh, with what God wants because God does not want us to be jealous at all. And so another thing to note in verse 18 and 19 is that, yes, Hannah mourned that she did not have a son. She wanted a son so, so badly. I don't think it's wrong to want children. But when you want it to that extent, that's when it becomes an idol. Um, But Hannah mourned for what was the appropriate time. But then looking at verses 18 and 19, she went on her way and went back about life. So in verse 18, it says, May your servant find favor with you, she replied. Then Hannah went on her way. She ate and no longer looked despondent. The next morning, Elkanah and Hannah got up early to bow and worship before the Lord. And so she continued to worship. She went about her business. She didn't wallow in her self-pity, which I know is very easy for me and other people to do. And that we want to do because it's easy and we want affirmation from other people or whoever we're talking about. But no, do not fall into that pit, my friend. I've been there and it is not fun. So (laughs) now we're going to look into chapter two and really focus on why did God let her go through this? Because I've questioned this before, and I'm sure you have too, where we're like, God, why do they get that? And I don't, like, what am I doing wrong? And what I've learned is that it's not, I've always tried to find like what I'm doing wrong and make it right. And I'm the type of person who does things right, just so that I don't do anything that is wrong. I may have steps in place so that I make sure that I'm always right and that I don't mess up. And so when I do, I'm like, crap, I made a mistake, you know? But what I found was that God lets us go through these things, not necessarily to keep things from us, but God lets us go through things to, to get us where he wants us. He's always after our heart. He he could honestly ca- care less where we go, what we do with our lives. But like, if our heart isn't in the right place, he doesn't want us there at all. And so whatever God allows for us to do, doesn't allow for us to do, it's because he's after our heart and for us to get into the right place. And so, um, how we can see that in this story is looking at Eli's wicked sons. So, Eli had two sons. Let me find their names again. Uh, One was Phineas. I remember that because of the show Phineas and Ferb. (laughs) Haha, you can laugh at how young I am because of when I said that. That's a great show, by the way, and Disney show. But, um, they were... So, Eli's two sons were Hephani and Phinehas. In verse 12, we see, Eli's sons were wicked men. They had no regard for the Lord. Verse 12. Well, there you go. Eli's sons were wicked men. We can all see this in verse 18 through 26 of chapter 2. So, in case you do not know this story, is that because Hannah made that vow that she would give her child to serve the Lord for the rest of his life. The Lord remembered her and she was able to conceive and she had Samuel and she nursed Samuel and grew him up to where he could leave her and ended up living with Eli to learn how to be a priest and to be a priest of the Lord. Looking, having that in the background, In verse 18 of chapter 2, it says, The boy Samuel served in the Lord's presence and wore linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife. May the Lord give you children by this woman in place of the one she has given to the Lord. Then they would go home. The Lord paid attention to Hannah's need, and she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Now Eli was very old. He heard about everything his sons were doing to all Israel, and how they were sleeping with the women who served in the entrance of the tent meeting. He said to them, Why are you doing these things? I have heard about your evil actions from all the people. No, my sons, the report I hear from the Lord's people is not good. If a man sins against another man, God can intercede for him, but if a man sins against the Lord, who can intercede for him? but they would not listen to their father since the Lord intended to kill them. By contrast, the boy Samuel grew in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. And so Samuel is put into the temple to be a priest um, and learn under Eli and eventually takes the place of Eli's sons because they are so evil, God decides to curse them. And we can see that in verse 34 of chapter 2 where it says this will be the sign that will come to you concerning your two sons ephani and phineas both of them will die on the same day so there you have that now in verse uh, verse 35 then i will raise up a faithful priest for myself he will do whatever is in my heart and mind i will establish a lasting dynasty for him and he will walk before my anointed one for all time and so samuel grows up in the temple, becomes the Lord's priest. The Lord kills off Eli's wicked sons and is able to prosper in the temple, serving the Lord. And he ends up being able to pave the way for David to become king. And who comes from the line of David? Jesus does. And so it's all a continuous cycle, how everyone... Works together with God's plan and he brings Jesus along. So some takeaways that I want you to uh think about and remember is in the beginning, chapter one, notice Hannah's heart change. So in verse 7, we're gonna flip on around a little bit. So this is going back to chapter one in verse 7 when <coughs> in verse 7 it says, Whenever she went up to the Lord's house. Her rival taunted her in this way every year. Hannah wept and would not eat. And then, in verses twelve through sixteen, other page, twelve through sixteen. While she continued praying in the Lord's presence, Eli watched her lips. Hannah was praying silently, and though her lips were moving, her voice could not be heard. Eli thought she was drunk and scolded her. How long are you going to be drunk? Get rid of, get rid of your wine. And so Hannah was totally upset, moping around, crying. You know that in crying. You're just, you're crying so hard and earnestly with so much passion and you just can't hear anything, but you're still crying. Um, That's the same thing that Hannah felt um, because she was not able to have children and she wanted that so deeply. Uh, But the heart change, you can see in how she says, Lord, I will give him up to you and he will serve in the lord's temple the rest of his life Uh, because she does that in chapter in chapter two verses one through two um this is kind of you know in little sections where it gives you a little um title for little sections of the bible the title of this section is hannah's triumphant prayer and so the beginning of chapter two says hannah prayed my heart rejoices in the lord my horn is lifted up by the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you. And there is no rock like our God. And so Hannah's heart changed. She was still working through the season of disappointment, but she was still worshiping. And then to where she was able to praise God, in this way, after she was able to finally have a child that heart changed to me, um, is amazing that that's what God is after. He is after your heart change um, and to have your heart pointed towards Him. So, the second takeaway is that Samuel was to take place of Eli's evil sons, and we do not know for sure if Hannah. Would have had Samuel without having to go through the season of pain that she had that she would give Samuel to the temple to work in the temple. Um, I know for a fact that I probably wouldn't because I would want him all to myself. I would not want to give my son to the Lord to work in the temple if I'd always wanted children and I had one. No, but because of where her heart was, she wanted a child so badly to be able to please and bring glory to God when her heart changed because that was her motive that God was like, okay, because I know that you will be willing to do what I'm asking you to do. And if Hannah would not have given Samuel to, The temple to work for the Lord and for him to be able to take the place of Eli's evil sons. Um, Eli's sons were doing so much disaster in the land. They were hindering what God wanted to do in the land. And through Samuel, as you go later on throughout the stories in 1 Samuel, is that Samuel finds Saul and eventually goes out and finds David. And David is on the throne and then is able to bring about Jesus. And so. The whole line of the chain reaction of one person's heart being changed, being able to leave somebody else's heart being changed, and it's a chain reaction, and that can also be related to our lives, what we go through, and our heart change is able to change our motives and our actions and to be able to help encourage other people and possibly maybe change their lives too. And so some things that I have starred, because I star little um, nuggets of truth that I like to keep for myself is that, uh, one of the first ones is trials are a season and no time is wasted. God doesn't waste time. I absolutely hate wasting time. And so if I feel like I'm doing something that's going to waste my time or your time, I'm like, uh, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to even bother because you can't get that time back. And God realizes that because he is the creator of all time. And so even what you feel like is a waste, God is like, "Uh uh-uh, you do not see this. Because what he's going to do through you in this season, you may not even see for a huge, long time. You may not even see it all. But just trusting that God is faithful to bring about what he promises in our lives as Christians is absolutely amazing. And so the next little nugget that I really enjoyed was If those things didn't happen, so talking about Hannah, if those things didn't happen that way, in that order, Hannah's heart might not be where God wanted it to be for her to give Samuel back. And if that wouldn't have happened, like I said earlier, the domino effect of Samuel taking Eli's evil son's place, and then Samuel finding Saul, Saul not following the will of the Lord, and then him having to go find David, and David eventually becoming king. And then from the line of David, Jesus comes, then that line of order may not have happened in that way so just hold on to that truth friends that the season of life you are in um it is a season um and seasons are proved to be pretty short they are shorter than a year's so if you look at your life as a year this is just a season and the season will pass and fade and there are beauties and hardships to every season but i know once i am through a season into a different one, I kind of miss what's behind me. So like in the summer, absolutely love summer. Um when I'm in summer, you know, I'm enjoying nice and hot, the heat, the beach, yes, but also when you have to work and then it gets hard, and you're like, ew, no, heat gross, and you're like, ugh, I really wish it was cooler. And then fall comes along. Pretty colors, nice and cooler. And then you're like, ugh, these bugs are awful. This is nasty. I do not want to break these leaves anymore. And so that type of thing. So don't forget about your season because God is going to do great things. Um, but I hope this encouraged you guys a little bit and you were able to uh, relate to my season of going through jealousy. Do I still struggle with it? Absolutely. Um, it is something that I'm still working on continuously and that I have to continuously still work on and remind myself to work on because we do not reach perfection until we are in perfection and that does not happen until we get to heaven and so we have to keep working at it guys and uh involving yourself in a group of people uh to help get you there to keep yourself accountable is really helpful i have a group of girls here who i know will help keep me accountable um for when i start feeling jealous or start to feel sorry for myself because I don't have what I want or what I think that I need at the moment. And so that also definitely helps. But just remember that God has it all in, under control. He sees the big picture and we don't. And that's kind of cliche saying that, you know, God's going to use this, but it's honestly true. He'll use it to change other people's lives, to encourage other people. And most importantly, to change your heart, because that's what God is after. Ultimately is after your heart. But that's what I have for you today about jealousy talking about Hannah and Samuel. So if you have any topics that you would like me to cover next for the next steep session, just you know, email me at eNelsonmedia gmail.com. That's E-N-E-L-S-E-N Media at gmail.com and say, yo, this would be a good topic for you guys to cover. Or if you would like to talk on a later episode, when I bring a guest back, you can totally say that too. Or you could write out your testimony and I could read it. It's really just up to you if you don't feel comfortable actually talking yourself, but you feel like your story needs to be heard. But also follow us on Instagram at teatime underscore ministry. And I do devos every Wednesday around 12 p.m. so you can be a part of those and also let us know how you're listening. Tag tea time. That's always really cool. Because you know it's be really cool to see. Oh people are actually listening. <laughs> but anyway friends. Hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Wherever you're going. Also don't forget to subscribe. To the podcast. Leave a rating. That would be pretty cool too. If you feel so led. But that's all I have for you today. But as always. As I leave you with my personal motto is to do the best you can do at whatever you do and whatever you do to the glory of God.